Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. Do not underestimate the uh, relevance of what you hear now because this is humanity at its best. This is a Liverpool crowd stopping to applaud out of sympathy for a Manchester United superstar. This is a sport should be. Anybody who is a parent can only find intolerable the thought of losing a child. Cristiano Ronaldo and his partner have lost a child. It's desperate and Anfield sympathises. And they're singing You'll Never Walk Alone on the back of it for Cristiano Ronaldo. Respectful class. Either side of the divide. For 60 sweet seconds, there was no divide. It still puts a lump in the throat. It still brings a tear to the eye. It's still one of the most beautiful things I think I've ever seen in sport was uh, in the seventh minute uh, a couple of days ago now that the Liverpool fans all stood in unison and um, sent their love out to Cristiano Ronaldo, who uh, sadly lost uh, a child. Uh, and that was the Liverpool fans' way of, of, of you know, just giving all of their best uh, to someone who has tortured them uh, as a Manchester United player uh, and even a, a Real Madrid player uh, over the journey. I can't remember seeing much that comes close to that in terms of generosity of spirit. And uh, and, and as the commentator so rightly pointed out, the rivalry means nothing in, in those moments and the, uh, there are things that are far more important in life. So it, it is still just, I think, a moment that's going to live on and transcend time and, and it'll live on through history. Uh, and I wanted to have a chat about it because I wasn't here yesterday. And to do that, we'll go to a man who is uh, a football caller extraordinaire uh, and pundit uh, when it comes to all things A-League, all things Premier League. He does AFL. There's not much he doesn't do, Daniel Garb, and he's been good <laughs> enough to, to jump on the line. Garby, hello, mate. Thanks, Sammy. Thanks for having me. It, it, does it still give you chills when you hear that? Yeah, it does. It's, it's something that's pretty amazing because... The rivalry is so incredibly fierce. Yeah, I've been lucky enough to live over there and see it firsthand. And I mean, there's lots of massive rivalries in world football and in England: Tottenham against Arsenal, Newcastle against Sunderland. There's plenty, but nothing really grabs the attention of the world quite like Liverpool, Manchester United. It's it is so incredibly intense. But there's also a lot of respect there between the two clubs, mm. and they do give it to each other from time to time, and things spill over, and there are unsavoury moments, and there was in this fixture as well late on. But they both understand that they're actually very similar. They're working-class cities, uh, whereby the football club is the heartbeat of it, and it's a football club born from similar values of working-class people and the way in which they built themselves up to the top is actually quite similar so while there's hatred there there's a lot of respect and I think in the key moments that does shine through and it has done in regards to the many tragedies that the clubs have had in the past and on this occasion I think that's what emanated you know the Liverpool supporters realized it was time to step up you cut out all the nonsense and you uh, you support for uh, for someone who deserved it, and also to send a strong message to the community. This is a time to send a strong message that you know, there are things that are more important than sport and more important than the game. And it's not just for Cristiano Ronaldo. It's for everyone who's suffered a traumatic incident like that. And I thought it was, yeah, certainly a, a telling moment and a, and a very powerful one. 
It is, and I, and as I said before, it will live on. It will be pointed to as as what uh, it'll be a bastion of all things good. It'll be it'll be the reminder of what we can be if we choose to be, and then what's the worst of us when we don't make that choice. And and football has a a checkered past with that. Even these two teams have sung about the greatest misfortunes that the other club has faced, whether it be Hillsborough or the Manchester's United plane crash. And so there has been rancor and vitriol that's existed for decades and decades. So to see that all put aside by the Liverpool fans, I know there was an unsavory with some Manchester United fans bringing up Hillsborough again, but by and large, I think it can only be a good thing in a sport where sometimes it loses some fans because of just how vicious it can be in the stands. Just a beautiful moment that, that will, will echo on. How's it been received in the football world? Um, what, what's been the response from you having your finger right on the pulse of world football? No, it's certainly been received warmly. And I think everyone was taken aback at how quickly the Liverpool supporters came together and decided to do this. Mm. I mean, Ronaldo's story broke the day before. And it was the word came out pretty quickly that this was going to happen, and then it did, uh, with a lot of passion from the Liverpool supporters who decided to sing "You'll Never Walk Alone," as you heard, as part of that. Yeah. So it's been received really warmly, and I think everyone recognises that. You know, as fierce as the rivalry is, as much hatred as there might be, um, everyone is more often than not smart enough in the key moments. Mm. To, uh, to recognise that there are bigger things at play than just a football game. And the majority of supporters do in regards to Hillsborough and the Munich air crash as well and, and other tragedies in football. It's the stupid minority that yeah. sometimes ruins it for everyone else. The To the football itself, and, and I think we, geez, we could spend another you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes talking about that moment. Um, it, it's an all-timer. Uh, and the family have given, I think Cristiano Ronaldo's family, uh, his sister has has uh, put out that they'll never forgive. Uh, they'll sorry, they'll never they'll never forget what you did today. We will never thank you for this, Liverpool. We will never forget what you did today. Um, so there's love coming back to them from uh, Cristiano Ronaldo's family the, to the football itself, Garby. And this Liverpool season, they're on the precipice of something quite extraordinary. Yeah, quite possibly. I mean, the quadruple is in their reach, which would be the most extraordinary achievement on field in the history of English football. Nobody's done that before. United won a treble, of co- treble of course, in 99, mm. FA Cup League and the, and the European Cup. Liverpool have got the League Cup in the cabinet already. They're in the final of the FA Cup. They're in the semi-finals of the Champions League and a pretty good chance to make it through to the final. And only one point off Manchester City in the title race with six games to go. Uh, I don't think they will win all four, but imagine if they do. That will just be something quite extraordinary. Um, they'll be favourites in the FA Cup to beat Chelsea in the final, but still not straightforward. Champions League, it's likely they'll face Manchester City in the final, but Real Madrid's the other team in it, so a difficult encounter. And, and you'd think City, I mean, it's one point in the Premier League title race, and, and of course, points can be dropped from here on in, but it's hard to see either team losing between now and, and the end of the campaign. And if that happens, City win it. That's the only trophy that they don't have destiny in their own hands for, the Premier League, because City have that one-point advantage. The other, they've got destiny in their own hands. And, and even if they win, you know, one of the... Well, I've got the League Cup already, but the League Cup and the FA Cup to go with the Champions League or a Premier League, that's still a, an extraordinary season. 
And as I'm just having a little glance over the six games to come for both Liverpool and Manchester City, correct me if I'm wrong, and again, I haven't drilled down too deeply in, it would appear at first glance that Manchester City might just have the cushier of the two runs home. Would that yep. be fair? No, they do. They definitely do. They've got an easier run in. Um, that being said, it's hard to see either team losing any game at the moment, the way in which they're playing. I mean, it's hard to imagine Liverpool dropping any of those games, even though they are slightly trickier in the run-in. There is a game that's yet to be announced date-wise for Manchester City, and that's Wolves away. That's arguably the most difficult of their games in the run-in. Wolves have been good for a number of seasons now. Yeah. They, love, they love serving it up to the big boys because you know, they've got an underdog status about them as a club, and they're punching above their weight, so they love playing on that. They would absolutely relish the chance to, to spoil the party of either of the, the title contenders. And they would certainly be looking at that Manchester City fixture. But it's hard to see the team dropping any game between now and the run-in in the, in the six they've got left. I mean, the big one is fourth spot right now for the Champions League. Yeah. And uh, Chelsea have got third spot locked up. And it looks like it's going to be a showdown between Arsenal and Tottenham, <laughs> the North How London rivalry, which good. is going to be enormous and they play each other in the run-in as well so they're level on Perfect. points at the moment united are still in it uh, but they face arsenal on the weekend unless united win that game they're gone uh, because they're just falling away and, and arsenal and tottenham will will just have a little step on them but they do play each other arsenal and spurs in the run-in so that is an enormous north london derby to come that is going to have massive attention on it because they do not like each other at all. And they both know that getting into the Champions League can be an accelerator for potential further success. So there is so much riding on it. Hey, let's uh, quickly finish up with the A-League Garby. Uh, speaking to Daniel Garb, football caller extraordinaire. Uh, catch him on the ABC, does the A-League podcast as well. Um, after overcoming, a, a, I reckon, a sluggish start of the year, be fair to say, for Melbourne City, they're, they're on top of the table. Western United, uh, phenomenal for them for being one of the newest clubs in the competition. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got Melbourne Victory as well. So it's an all-Melbourne affair at the top of the A-League table. How do you see the rest of the season uh, unfolding? Glorious Victoria. I mean, they're yes. leading New South Wales in their wake in a massive way uh, in the A-League uh, at the moment. And uh, Melbourne City were always likely to be at the top. And they're just uh, a resource strong squad with a coach now in Patrick Osnorbo who knows how to get it done and star players, experienced players. That's no surprise. Western United are the success story of the season. They've got a very good team. There's no doubting that. But let's not forget John Aloisi was written off by many as a coach in the A-League and a lot of people yeah. did not like him being appointed to that role. Well, he's proven all of them wrong and are eating a big serve of humble pie right now. Um, and uh, John Aloisi, I think, is the coach of the season. And then Tony Popovich was always going to get the victory up. So that's no big surprise either. The victory are moving at a rapid rate. They are looking like the team most likely to dethrone Melbourne City. I think we could have the Melbourne Derby grand final. Uh, I think City and victory are, are pretty much level. Western United are there, but I'm not quite sure they've got the experience as a group come final time to to win it, although the Premier's plate is still a possibility for them. So, yeah, it's those three. Adelaide, a bit of a dark horse, but uh, I would say Melbourne City, Melbourne Victory Grand Final, if I had to pick it, if it falls that way in terms of the finals pool. Um, uh, but Melbourne City is still the favourite for me. Uh, it gives it a great shot in the arm, too, in Victoria, where, you know, the, the competition for 
to get some daylight shining on your sport with um, you know yeah. NBL going from strength to strength. The Storm were always in contention. It's in the middle of the AFL season as well. That's uh, a, a, that it would be a, a great win, I think, for for A League in Victoria. Maybe not so the other state. Hey, Garby, great to chat to you, mate. Thanks so much for giving us some time, and we'll speak to you again soon when it gets to the the, the pointier end uh, of both those seasons. No worries. Thanks, Sam. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.